Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Renderos Brothers. I am Sam. What up, everybody? I'm Mike. Uh, thank you for joining us. As always, it's a week where two knuckleheads review movies uh, and talk about whatever the hell distracts them for the week. And we also, yeah. as always, start off with the delicious beer of the week. Let's find out what the fuck is going on this week. Let's get into this shit, man. Hell yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you have had a wonderful week so far. Yeah. Um. So it's been a fucking weird ass week with the weather. That's for damn sure. Uh, the weather's been all over the place, from really like cool and calm to freaking absolutely brutal. Like yeah, some yeah. of the the worst heat that I've experienced in a long time. Uh. Well, actually, since you know fall of last year. Um. But yeah, it seems like summer is coming back with a vengeance, and it's not even summertime yet because yeah, it's not exactly. even June. That's the shit. That's what it feels like. But fuck it. Um. We'll so we're gonna roast, start off. We'll roast it. That's right. We'll roast. You know, I mean, we're like coffee beans, baby. We know. We roast in the sun, baby. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with our beer of the week. It's uh, Viva Lucha Libre by um, Paperback Brewing Company. It's a Mexican-style lager, and we're drinking it in uh, honor of Cinco de Mayo. Uh, yeah. The white folks' celebrate celebratory racial um, stereotype day here in America. Yeah, it's not just Taco Tuesday. Yeah, it's just not Taco Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah, Cinco de Mayo is the, about the Battle of Puebla. Um, it's Puebla, right? Puebla. Puebla. Yeah. Uh, where the indigenous people fought off the French, um, where they were expected to be mowed down, and the indigenous people were able to hold them off. And it was one small victory in a much larger battle. Um, that, That's right. You know, but it, it is one of those moments to remember that, you know, the little guy can win here and there. Uh, and so it's not just a day where fucking you get to put on a sombrero like a fucking racist and go out and be like, I love Cinco de Mayo. Um, no, <laughs> it's it's a day you, you recognize that the little guy wins sometimes. So, I mean, dude, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. I don't normally celebrate any of that kind of stuff. Like, Hold it down. It's not Hold my, it down. That's what it's about. Yeah, it's not It's it's Let's not ever about open. all this shit. Give so I'm pouring taste. myself. I mean, it's a lager, so it's definitely up my uh, I like to drink easy street. Uh, it's got a nice luchador alley. on it. Um, you know, it's done in a very classic uh, wrestler's poster from Mexico. Uh, you know, has a guy doing a, I don't even know what it's a crossbar, uh, like body cross hold or whatever on it. And it's got a luchador on it with a purple and gold. Um, yeah, it's a sick ass move on that, dude. It's a 4.5 alcohol by volume. It's one pint from, again, uh, paperback brewing company um from here in glendale uh we've had a couple of their beers before obviously one of our favorite standouts was the bunny with a chainsaw ipa um oh, yeah. that we had i think back in february is what i want to say i can't remember yeah it's there's it, a fucking app too that can fucking help us keep track of this shit uh, my boy tommy shout out to tommy tommy gun uh he fucking uh put me up on that app i think it's untapped or some shit Okay. And it keeps track of like your um Oh, that's a website that we get some of our information from. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They we, do like they do like tracking of whatever beers like you try and shit the fucking uh you know, all the craft beers. Nice. So I just uh, gave it a shot right now. It's a real crisp, light lager, definitely done in Mexican style. Um I would say a much better version of Corona. Um okay. just really on a hot day, this is definitely something that you were Let me give it a taste here. Let's see. You're gonna definitely knock this back like a maniac. On a real warm day, easy drinking, real smooth. 
but it's got a nice, I don't even know, like it's kind of a, almost a weedy flavor, like kind of a wheat aftertaste, but it's really delicious. Yeah, it's like a wheat cereal-y type of fucking aftertaste for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not, not going to complain about it. the fucking uh, Budweiser factory off the 405. Yeah, that that like that fucking smell you, in the air, could taste it. When you can tell what part of the brewing process they're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's good. I like it. It's not too shabby. Not too shabby. No. Not too shabby definitely, at all. Definitely like you're saying easy drinking. Oh yeah. I mean, especially right now with like this 100 degree weather we've been having, like it's me, definitely Me personally, I'd, I'd still rather drink a fucking Corona over this, but that's me. You know? Uh yeah, I I don't like I'm Coronas. Very biased. I'm uh, that's they're not mine. They're not for me. I like that shit a lot. Um, you know, for me, if I'm going to buy, like, an easy lager, I'm going to go with Stone Brewery's uh, Buena Vesa. It's, uh, it's a lager with a little salt and a little lime already mixed in. Oh, it's no. almost a perfect balance. I, I dig I it. Need to, I need to put the lime in. and uh, yourself? Myself, yeah. Um, so this week, I'm not actually going to talk about any of the news stories of the week, um, you know, because I thought I'd take a break and just talk about stuff that I've been enjoying. And I just started Little Nightmares 2. Um, developed fucking video game, of course. which is a video game. Uh, developed by Tarzir Studios, published by Bandai Namco. It's um a a puzzle platformer horror adventure game. Yeah. Um, I, I played 2017's Little Nightmares, and um, you play as a little boy named Mono in this newer version, and you and it, apparently it's a prequel that you played a character named Six in the last one, and you're escaping from these like weird fucking hellhole of, of a world where the adults eat children or i don't even know if they're adults they're like monsters disguised yeah, in flesh yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's very reminiscent of um some of the like horror clay animation stuff you'd see back in the late 80s or whatever but i i've always dug i always i i loved the first game not the best platformer by any stretch of the imagination you die yeah. a lot but the the art style the the vibe the tension that the game created I really dug and I picked up part two but you know like we That's get distracted cool. we get distracted playing Call of Duty Black Ops you know yeah. Fall Guys uh, online I fucking been uh, playing uh, uh, I fucking played a uh, uh, Fortnite out of all fucking games with my little nephew that from okay he, from Houston Texas excuse me and fucking um uh, it's not the, the the best it's not the worst. It's no, like whatever. It's like whatever. No, Fortnite's a, it's it's its own thing. Uh, the it's also a platformer, a uh, third person shooter. Yeah, elimination battle royale. Uh, it it was initially a zombie survival game. It's pretty 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 simple of a game. Um, first couple times, couple tries we played, uh, we won the fucking first place battle royale or the flying fuck yeah, like yeah, seven you, times in a row. So it's pretty. It's you know Call of Duty definitely takes you a long way if you're playing some going from Call of Duty to that. Oh, it's, it's different. It's, diff- it's different, but the fucking aiming and the shit like that, you know, it's similar. Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I bought part two, and uh, I started streaming on Sunday. And if you yeah. guys want to, to see what I stream, it's Render Me Sam. That is the YouTube channel. Um, uh, all separate words. Not It's not one like my, um, my Instagram. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, part two so far, what I've been playing, I'm probably a couple of hours in at this point. Um, still, the vibe is still creepy. It's really a beautiful-looking game. Yeah. Um, they added a new mechanic where you can actually carry around weapons. Like, you'll come across a hammer, and you can use that hammer or whatever to slug some of the, the smaller children-like creatures that are attacking you. Yeah. And th- that, I would say, it's a little clunky uh, in terms of, like, how he's swinging down on them. But 
still not enough to deter me from actually finishing off the game. Uh, I'm going to probably stream some more on Sunday. I've been doing Sunday with my um, my youngest daughter, who has been kind of uh, talking off to the side. We were actually recording, hopefully, you know, being able to use my voice in part of the video, and uh, I forgot to go into a party chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it never recorded my vocals, so it was just me playing. Talk I'm talking the entire time. Yeah, but you never, yeah. But it never picked up my voice. Genius. It was all the it was all, it just the gameplay stuff, which is fine. I mean, like you know, but it definitely would be more fun hearing me scream like "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's true. And then I just picked up um, Returnal. Um, it is the second exclusive game to the PlayStation Five. Uh, the first game was Demons Souls, um, and then this one's done by Housemark, and it's published by Sony Interactive Studios. It is a beautiful looking game. Um, I'm only I would say about six hours into that, and it is a roguelike third-person shooter as yeah. well. But it is it is tough. It's a tough game. Every time you die, the world resets. You get a new layout. You get new secrets. Um, you know, uh, you the permanent upgrades that you unlock during the game, you keep. But you're trying to figure out who, why this character you play as an astronaut named Celine. Has yeah. crash landed on this planet and how, why she's being held there. And she's trying to solve this mystery, trying to get to this uh, white signal, as the yeah. game is saying. Okay. And, um, but every time you die, you go right back to the beginning. And then once you open the first door, you're in the world has changed. And there are weird, like, parasites that attach to you that give you, like, buffs and debuffs, which means it gives you something positive, but it also can give you something negative at the same time. And yeah. it's it's a risk and reward kind of thing. Okay. Uh, the biggest complaint that I would have that a lot of critics have pointed out is that um, you can't save during a run. Yeah. You can only go into rest mode. But the problem is, like, you know, with the power grid, fucking updates, you know, any little thing can cancel all that out. So, like, if you're in the middle of a two-hour yeah. run... And you can't save, and you have to go walk away for something. You have to go do groceries, whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know, um, and you put it in rest mode. And also, rest mode has not been perfect for Sony at all. Like, we, I've heard reports of systems crashing from rest mode. Um, uh, I've been super lucky that in the entire time that I've had the PlayStation 5, I've not had one issue with rest mode. Um, I don't know if you have. Yeah, I have. You have had issues yeah. with rest mode. Okay. When I have it in rest, well, it hasn't happened in a minute now, but in the they've done patches. In the beginning, it would be fucking. Uh, I put it in rest mode, and then I'd come back and it'd be off. Interesting. Like, what the fuck, like what the fuck okay. happened? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, but and sometimes yeah. I even turn it back on and say that the fucking system uh, was turned off incorrectly, and it has to reboot itself. Interesting. Yeah, and I know that they've been patching stuff to fix all that stuff, but yeah, Returnal is a beautiful looking game. Um, yeah, I just haven't had any issues with it for like maybe three, four months now. That's not so bad. That's yeah. not so bad. People are still reporting issues with their systems. Um, but in the yeah, beginning, in the beginning, I was having issues. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, it's an exciting game, visually stunning. What's really cool is like the remote controls. Sony has done haptic feedback, right? So like when you're playing Call of Duty Black Ops, each of the guns have different feels to the triggers. Yeah, and uh, this game is no exception. Um, it gives you all that stuff. Like you pull, you pull, uh, push the left trigger back halfway to be in the regular aim mode. Okay. And you push it in all the way to go into the alt fire mode, um, which is, it takes use uh, time to get used to it, but it is 
fantastic. Just some of the vibrations and some of the the cutscenes, the rumble feature and stuff. Like it's cool. Like it's when we talked about Astro Boy, how it was used to show you like what the PlayStation can do. And so you have like the rain and the remote control feels like there's little droplets and shit. It does all that shit. That's but cool. I, yeah, it's it's fucking it's fucking cool. I'm excited to see where else tight, tight. how okay. much further I can get into this game. All right, fuck it. Uh, you want to get into these fucking movies or what? Uh, yeah, dude, let's get into these fucking movies. We actually decided to do three films. We're going to start off with the two that we mentioned off um, last week uh, at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, the first one is going to be Night, yeah. <laughs> Night in Paradise, hiding out in Jejun Island. Following a brutal tragedy, a wronged mobster with a target on his back connects with a woman who has her own demons. It's written and directed by uh, Park... Hoon Jung. Um, uh, and I got to tell you, honestly, like, it's a Korean film, so it's subtitles all the way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with some of the positives for the, for myself for this movie. I liked some of the camera work. I think some of the shots were really beautiful, especially on this island that, you know, for being kind of a... It looked like it, looks like it was a quiet island, but it still felt so comfortable and welcoming and serene, like that some of the shots felt, like, welcoming. You know what I mean? I guess. Like when he's driving in the car and you see how like the camera is going through the trees and then goes to the car. Like I just was like, man, what a lovely shot. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. like I'm talking about like some of the some of the shots when they're driving in the coast and he looks off to the side and he just looks like, I want to be in that fucking water. Yeah, I get I got all that. Yeah. <clears throat> no. That was pretty much the best part of the movie. Okay. And so <laughs> um, for me, I also like the, the cinematography was cool, you know? The cinematography, some of the some of the brutality and how it was filmed was really good. It's a violent film, yeah. uh, From time to time, uh, I like the exploration of revenge, guilt, redemption, the cycle of violence. Um, you know, I think the the leads were really strong in the film. The biggest problem that I had was that it felt like it took too long to get to the point, like it dragged for a movie that is. I want to say about almost two hours, yeah. two hours and something. It felt like it was dragging. Uh, that, uh, especially the the um, the female uh, actress, her name is uh, Yeo Bin Jion. Um, I felt like her character didn't have a lot besides I'm dying of a disease and I'm suicidal. Yeah, which was a shame because I think that the chemistry between her and the lead uh, actor uh, Tao Gu Yeom. Uh, who plays uh, Park Tegu? Um, I, I think Tegu. they, yeah, I think they had really good chemistry. Um, I just wish that they explored her character better to give her more. It just felt like the characters were just one dimensional, and, and this goes for all the characters, even Park Tegu. Like it felt like they were one dimensional characters existing in a world that could have so much complexity. Yeah, like the story was complex, right? Like the mechanics of how mobsters work in Korea. Um, how you know the the corruption within some of the local governments allows these gangs to continue to commit crimes uh, as long as they're yeah, cutting it, themselves yeah, a little slice. The, it benefits the system. Yeah, but other than that, like I just felt like it took too long to get to the point, and the payoff this at the end wasn't was fucking trash. Well, I mean, for me, it was fucking trash, man. It took everything took too long. The, the like you're saying, the fucking the shots and all that stuff, they came out real dope. Um, a lot of them were real nice and all that kind of all that kind of hoopla, whatever the fuck. But the story was just like, ah, eh, like it just drags too much. Yeah. So you lose interest. 
You do. I was kind of in and out of the film. Um, you know, from I time just wanted to time. that shit. To, yeah, you just start to feel like okay, like what the fuck's gonna happen next? And then when that whole scene towards the end, where there were fucking uh, spoiler alert, fucking the main character that you're watching the whole time gets killed, pretty much. Uh, it, it just takes too long, and then like some of the stuff, it's just. It's, it, it's his too, his his death did. Of course, feel, movies are fucking movies and shit. It's like, man, but fool. his death felt dragged dragged out. Yeah, big and, time. And there was no, there's no payoff. It's like what the fuck? I well, because no matter what, because like, okay? the thing is, is that they shifted over to her, Let's right? Do it already, bro. It was shifted over to her, but his death took too long to get to. Yeah, like if he had died saving her, I think it would have been a bigger payoff. And like, let's say some of the guys get away, she goes after and finishes the job. You know, like, I think that would have been a better payoff uh, instead of her just watching him get tortured and killed. And um, the main boss uh, who played, uh, was it Director Ma? Chair Ma? Yeah, Director Ma. And, yeah. um, you know, I think, like, Chief Ma is what they called him in the closed captioning, but it's actually Director Ma, uh, played uh, by Seong Woo Cha. And um, what I hated was that that scene just took forever Fuck to yeah. get through. And it, I think it would have been better for... Also, like you're saying, the character development for the fucking female character. After all that happened, after watching the main character, after, you know, it goes to, it goes to her, and it's like, whatever, you know, like, she's just gonna fucking... No, no, like, it's no... It's, there's no real fucking, like, oh, I care. What's yeah, going, you, I care about what's going on. Like, don't I, I don't care. They didn't give her anything. Like, yeah. all you knew is she's sick, she's going to die, uh, and she now has, she's taking revenge. Now That's she's it. getting revenge yeah. and finishing off the job for them killing her uncle uh, and, and then killing Tegu. the guy that she ended up having a crush on. Yeah, um, yeah. And so the movie just there was so much there. There is so much potential with this movie. I just don't understand too that character. His that character went from being a sick fool of fucking killing this this fucking mobster and starting this rivalry. And uh, I know he got pushed into it in a sense. You know what I mean? But. If he was willing to do it, he must have been. You would think that he was a crazy fool, you know. Yeah. And then all this happens. It's like man, fool went soft. Well, within I, a, I, a fool took a flight and got soft. Well, because the movie takes place throughout a week, right? Which yeah, exactly. The it's time like, doesn't feel all that strong. No, it doesn't. But they were hinting at stuff through the conversations between him and the uncle. Yeah. How? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there, there, there is so much potential there to explore all that. But they were all in in one scene. The exploration of like. What led them to these points in time in their careers? Yeah, you know, and the same thing with her, like right, talking about her uncle being like a criminal who ended up getting his family killed, and how he ended up being who he is as uh, as an older man. Yeah, and I just felt like, okay, cool, like that's great, but you guys aren't really exploring. You're touching yeah, on that. Yeah, within that, within fucking five ten minutes of her explaining that that was getting killed. Like, well, well, how deep only, could you get? How deep could you go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there, there's like no additional conversations between Uncle or Park. Yeah. Uh, there's no conversations between like you know Jay and her uncle as well. Closing out those circles. Yeah. It's just kind of implied. Yeah. And uh, I just felt well, like. What, what would you rate this? Honestly, for me, um, because there were so many like it, it's all over the place. I give it a six. Like yeah. it was still entertaining. I just felt like the drag, kind of the drag and some of the missed opportunities. Hurt the entire film for me. Hell yeah, yeah. I'll give it a six also. Um, you know, so, I mean, like, I, I they had so much there. Like, I when, you know, when you texted me, uh, you were, like, super disappointed with the, fil the film. Yeah. Um, I thought to myself, like, man. Because like, the synopsis what, is fucking the killer, The synopsis you know? of the whole thing sounds like a great time. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, they just, I, they dropped the ball for sure. For sure.
Uh, our second film is Stowaway on Netflix. Both of these films are on Netflix, by the way. Yeah. Um, Stowaway, a three-person crew on the mission to Mars faces an impossible choice when an unplanned passenger jeopardizes the lives of everyone on board. Directed by Joe Pena, um, also written by him and Ryan Morrison. Uh, starring the amazing, talented, fucking godlike Tony Collette, one of my favorite actresses in the history of film, um, uh, Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, and uh, Shamir Anderson. Um, so, yeah. this movie also wasted opportunities fucking in a, the like fucking a motherfucker. film. A <laughs> um, uh, movie is an uh, hour and 56 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it drags. It drags the whole time. There's no real conflict. Yeah. Uh, Tony Collette, who is, I'm telling you, um, I put her on a pedestal of acting. Like she's top notch, but they waste her. They waste her fucking talents. Yeah. Like she's just there. Um, yeah, exactly. She's not, she's not, but uh, a, a, a real driving force of the film. No, there's, she's not even a good supporting character, right? Yeah. She's just, making these decisions based on the situations that are happening but so blandly but very blandly and it's not her fault it's the same thing with Andy Andy Kendrick and Daniel Day Kim's characters of Zoe and David yeah. uh, they also just felt like they were there there's no real exploration of these characters the complexities of any of that they are just two young people a uh, young age people who are getting their doctorate's program or whatever that applied for this yeah. space mission a two year program to mars to see if we can um eventually colonize mars and they're just kind of there and it all gets interrupted by Shamir Anderson who uh somehow some way um gets stuck on this ship so it, it is by a private organization i'm guessing they're trying to be like look it's SpaceX. It's Elon Musk's company, but they call it Hyperion. And uh, he gets stuck working on something on the ship, somehow passes out. Yeah. Nobody nobody double checks to make sure that everyone's off the ship. They load up the astronauts. They go into fucking space. And lo and behold, this dude, Michael, is there, knocked the fuck out. And they're like, <laughs> oh, my God. We don't, and then he damages. Um, he uh, damages the one fucking thing. The one thing that, yeah, that that's you so fuck yeah, super critical to the whole fucking thing. It, it just felt too, <laughs> too like okay, yeah, this is like it was ridiculous because like what the fuck? They they want you to fucking uh, feel like what? It, that's such a coincidence or like, and why is there only one thing that fucking that supports life on that fucking vessel? Like why would it just be one system? And once that system's fucked, you're fucked 100%. Like, wouldn't there be backups? Wouldn't there be, like, something to, to, to do to patch it? Yeah, and you would think that these companies also, for the liability of, like, transporting people, would be like, all right, we need to make sure that... Wouldn't they give you double the oxygen, too, or, like, triple or something like that, just to ensure? Or not even that. Like, just double-check everything that's going on. Like, double-check, triple-check. Make sure that everything is going to be operational and <laughs> Cause safe. Even, when, like, when they go out to get oxygen and shit, because... Uh, uh, one of the parts of the story is that they're running out of oxygen because this guy damages a, a part of their system. The CDRA, what they come yeah, calling it. The system that like filters the air, it filters the oxygen or some shit. So they're trying to figure out ways. That's the big plot of the movie. They're trying to figure out ways to, to survive to make it to Mars. Yeah, and so they have uh, Daniel Day Kim's character, David, working on algae 
to make sure there's enough oxygen development. But he's like, oh, algae can die real, like, suddenly, especially out here in the middle of space. Like, that's why we're taking it to Mars to see what we can do with some of the sunlight, while rare, that still makes it to the fucking planet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but everything goes wrong or whatever. And in the end, they have to do this really dangerous spacewalk to get past the satellite array to get to where the rocket booster was for them that's helping them get to Mars. Because once they got into space, this rocket is pushing them in that direction. And, then you know, you shut it off and it gets you there. And, um, yeah, so... <laughs> At the end, they try to get the fuel to convert yeah. to oxygen. So they yeah, exactly they go out there and fucking you know something's gonna happen when they yeah. fucking decide to go out outside of the fucking ship because it's like guaranteed for sure. Some dumb shit happens, like some solar flares, like solar radiation. So they're like, oh, let's go fucking back in. She drops the fucking canister that they just filled. It's but, like, oh man, even when they're like when they're out there, I'm like, why, why aren't they even strapped into those pipes? Like, wasn't well, there fucking like, it makes no sense why they're just free-floating on top of and, and, like, hauling themselves. There was nothing strapping them into it. Like, every single movie has something strapping them into it. Even in reality, any fucking space yeah, company yeah, would be like, yeah, you fucking strap onto anything to move. To make drop. sure you don't get taken away. Yeah, and <laughs> they had none. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, who the fuck wrote this? But not only that, like, did you notice that? So what while, company would ever do that? You're a while, fucking moron. While some of the visuals of them floating through space looked like they were floating through space sometimes for the purpose of the story the canisters acted as if they had gravity it was yeah. weird yeah i know like yeah, exactly. when she was falling down and like being able to stop herself and the canister hit it then it floated away it wasn't like but before it was like acting like oh i'm fucking i'm pulled down by the gravity of this fucking <laughs> space station yeah, yeah yeah it was weird i i didn't particularly care for it the performances are they're okay. Um, Anna Kendrick is Anna Kendrick in any movie she plays. She fucking she's looks not, at the fucking camera like three fucking times, dude. She uh, is, she like looks at it and kind of like looks away. Like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I might as well be an actor, yo. The fuck. <laughs> Anna Kendrick is fine. Uh, you know she, she fucking sucks. She just she's just there. Like there, I've seen fucking and more amateur actors fucking not look at the camera. I was surprised she looked at it three fucking times. I was um, like, what the fuck and, is wrong with this girl? And for me, there's a scene where she literally towards the end. There's a scene where she literally looks at that shit like, because it's just her, you know what I mean? And she like looks at it and it goes, oh, I need to go. It looked like she, it looked like, oh, go, go, go. Like she yeah. looked at the camera and said, go. And then she started to go. Like, um, fuck, dude. Some of, the, some of the moments in the film were shot in a really weird way where it felt like he told them, okay, now action. Yeah. Like they were waiting and then they, yeah, it, it's not the best. If, you, if, you, if anybody watches it, you can fuck towards the end. You'll fucking see it. It's it's hella noticeable. When, when you notice that, like, it's funny because, like, did you ever notice um, in uh, Star Wars uh, episode, uh, not episode one, uh, Rogue One, at the end when the uh, Death Star shoots the planet oh, and yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. wave is coming, um, uh, 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 Diego Luna, Diego Luna? Yeah. he looks at the camera. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> what's up, what's going on? Are we calling cut yet? I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, they're, they're just kind of there. Uh, Shamir Anderson is probably one of the most interesting characters in this in this role. Um, but, again, they don't flesh out a lot of stuff with him. Yeah. But he's the one who has the most character explored. Everyone else is just kind of a blank slate. Like, he, you know, you yeah. see the scars on his body, it's from a fire. You know, he talks about he has to get back to his sister. But it almost becomes like a, an afterthought. Like, oh, these are things to make you care about this guy. But once he says it, that's it. Don't worry. We're not going to focus anymore yeah. on that kind of struggle. 
but he he was probably the most interesting character out of the four. So Everybody what, else was just kind of there. What would you rate this? I'll uh, do it another six, man. Honestly, like yeah, I gave it, it a six. Also, some of it was cool, some of it was really bad, and everything in between. So yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and then our 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 bonus film, the the surprise that we completely forgot about. I mean, honestly, we were going to mention it last week on the podcast, but completely forgot and pick something else. Yeah. Uh, it Tom is Clancy's. Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, uh, directed by Stefano Solima, written by Taylor Sheridan, Will Staples, uh, based on a novel by Tom Clancy, lo and behold, starring uh, Michael B. Jordan and uh, Jamie Bell, Guy Pierce, uh, Lauren London as uh, his uh as Michael B. Jordan's wife, and then Jody Turner Smith as his uh, lieutenant commander. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, it's about a man seeking revenge. Um, yeah, he uncovers the conspiracy happening within the system, and uh, he's gonna ex- exploit it. Yeah. The uh, the IMDb uh, synopsis is John Clark, a yeah. Navy SEAL, goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder, only to find himself inside. A larger conspiracy. Pregnant wife's murder. Pregnant wife's murder. Pregnant wife's murder. Clap, yeah. clap. Guess what? Super abortion. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> sick. Oh, sorry. Take that was, that was terrible. Baby, huh? That was fucking Fuck. terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's, I mean, honestly, like. That shit was pretty brutal, yeah. I mean, yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie is, it's just fine. A- another. Kind of generic soldier fucking movie about a Jason Bourne esque without the amnesia kind of fucking badass. Michael B. Jordan is obviously charismatic as the the, the title character of John Kelly. Um, yeah, and- but he, I, man, for me it's just is there's no fucking uh, there's no real like they they t- they tell you he's a badass, but they don't show you he's a badass. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Even throughout the whole movie, you don't really. Sh- show you he's that much of a badass. Like, I mean, dude, he could take fucking, way, like, 19 bullets and still keep going. Yeah, exactly. He's a badass. The way he escapes and shit was kind of cool, but yeah, it was, ah, like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, like, it, and this has nothing to do with the cast. I do. I mean, Jamie Bell is a, a fucking turd as uh, Robert Ritter, who turns out not to be so much of a turd, but he plays a turd very well. Like, he's not a likable guy. Yeah. And you're not supposed to like him. I think he does a good job. Uh, Jody Turner Smith is a tough as nails lieutenant commander, but she trusts her men. And to see the situation that they've all been thrust upon is uh, pretty interesting to watch as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I don't know. Like the action was okay. The 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 story was just we've 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 seen this before. Secret government trying to lead up to more fucking wars being taken down by a ragtag group of soldiers, you know, that are, are trying to do their best. And it just, it felt kind of boring. Yeah, fucking A. It just felt like a fucking very bland fucking movie yet again. Just a, it's another espionage type of fucking film where this dude's trying to uncover some shit and it's not even that dope. Like, it was okay. It was just okay. Like, some of the, yeah. Like, I mean, like, some There's of the moments. fucking way better ones. This one does not hold up Yes. Yeah. anywhere close to to fucking something good. I can't even think of it right now. I think now. there are better stories in the Tom Clancy universe oh, fuck um, yeah, you know, that have been told already on film. Um, and this one just doesn't fucking land where it needs to, honestly. Um, super disappointed by, the, by, by a lot of the storytelling. Like, you knew who the bad guys were. It was really predictable. Um, the cast is really good in it, though. Like, they didn't do anything 
that I would say warranted like real criticism of theirs. I would say that maybe some of the smaller characters got parts that were not fleshed out so well, like you know, like uh, Jacob Sipico as Hatchet or Todd Lalance. Uh, uh, La- 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 La Sance, my God, that's a Samson. La Sance and um, <laughs> uh, La Sance as Dallas or Jack Kesey as Thunder, like they weren't fleshed out at yeah, all. I know. And like there was that moment where you're like, all right, we're gonna drop the code names, cool, and then they go right back to calling each other the code names. They call me Larry. And yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> my name's Seymour. No. Nothing been said. I'm like, what? You're gonna make a fucking Seymour Butts joke here? Yeah. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on. Get so the don't fuck say. Out of here. Don't think about it. Yeah. Don't 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 say nothing. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like the movie's just fine. Um, you you can watch it and it's entertaining for sure, but it's not top notch fucking filmmaking. Some moments are really fucking cleverly done and they shine a little bit, but nothing fucking special. Yeah. Nah. Fuck no. This um, movie's like whatever. Yeah. For, so what would you give this? A six. Yeah, six. I I also agree on the six. Yep. What? That's we, six, six, six. We got that mark of the beast. <laughs> six, six, six. <laughs> and I'm <Rob> the beast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man, that that's funny. Yeah, me but of, guess uh, fucking nothing but just uh, some regular I mean, just, ass movies. Nothing's fucking special about them whatsoever. Yeah, mediocre films with no real fucking interesting shit going on whatsoever. Um, but let's move on to the. Fucking tidbits. I got them tidbits coming up. Um, just some fucking stupid basic ass ones. Uh, we got, uh, I guess, uh, Balls, the, the company, uh, is making uh, aluminum ping pong cups for drinking. And they're recyclable and reusable for the environment. So you can get them on Amazon or some shit. Okay. For all you fucking uh, drinkers. Since it's Cinco de Drinko. Cinco I mean, it's Mayo. past that, but, you Give know. You one little fucking, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Today is. Um, and then fucking uh, each night, the company uh, is giving uh, five professional nappers the opportunity to sleep on a couple of their mattresses. And give and then, you know, all you got to do is give the pros and cons uh, of the napping on those mattresses. It pays 1500 bucks for 30 days, and you got to just apply on eachnight.com. If you want to get paid to fucking sleep or nap or whatever the fuck. Okay. That's it. That's all you got? That's all the tidbits I got. All right, cool. Get paid, motherfuckers. So I'm going to talk about what movie I'm going to pick for next week, which is going to be Things Heard and Seen, uh, starring uh, Amy Sifried. I don't know her last name. But, yeah, it's on Netflix. just came out. Uh, It's about a woman who husband may harbor a sinister secret in their house too uh, nice okay what do you got um i'm gonna pick uh the mitchells versus the machines it's a animated film i saw on uh, netflix uh it's brand new so i want to check it out okay perfect and, and then um yeah well, then i i've also noticed that the two distant strangers that we've been that you kind of mentioned uh earlier so let's uh let's cover that one that's a short film okay on netflix as well so yeah we'll do things heard and seen uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines and Two Distant Strangers, the short film, all on Netflix. Yeah. And so. then we'll come back next week and uh, talk about them. So at this point in time, I just want to say thank you for joining us every week. We appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, fuck it. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us individually at Render Me Sam for myself. I am Hollywood Mike with a double I. 
Don't forget and, to rate and review us also, please. That's right. And you can find all the links on anchor.fm slash Renderos Bros. You'll find everything there to our Apple podcast link, to our Spotify link, and you can follow us everywhere there and rate us and review us. Follow us on Instagram as the Renderos Bros. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. It's that's a short, right. sweet, simple one. Uh, we will be back next week with more debauchery and drinking and inappropriate jokes about super abortions. And tidbits and all sorts of shit so you can make some money, possibly. And, and our beer of the week. Uh, don't forget, like, a uh, shout-out to Paperback. I got to tell you, like, they have not disappointed. Um, wait, there was that one, the yeah. super hoppy one we didn't particularly care for. Yeah. But these two beers, though, Bunny with a Chainsaw. Throw a sponsor out, you know. And, looking uh, for some, you know. Viva Lucha Libre. Yeah, we're, we're delicious. I mean, we're always looking for sponsorships. Hit yep. us up. Renderrosbros at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Stay safe out there. Uh, and if you can get the vaccine, please get the vaccine. Wipe that hands. Wipe that ass. Fucking wear that mask. That's still, right. Until it's, it's done with. Mask goes over your nose. See you guys next week, guys. Late. Oh, thank you.